This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 455. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gummy. And I do apologize for the intro to the show where it just looked like it was dead air blank. Um, I'll get into during our weekend day, but I rebuilt my machine. So I guess some of the functionalities that were there before didn't carry over. So I'll have to play around with that after the show. This is one of the few times where I've done the rebuild and I've never had this issue, but it is what it is. So I wouldn't worry too, too much. So... Anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Amy. What was that? I can barely hear you guys. Meh. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right already, you know? Tell us how you really feel, you know? <laughs> you and Spist. I mean, I, I kind of sort of do to a certain, to a certain extent, but you know. <sighs> Anywho, uh, we are live tonight, week of June sixteenth, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us every Tuesday from nine thirty to eleven here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um, we're also hosted by some amazing people out there. You can also find us hosted and syndicated over at the Voice of Geeks Network at vognet.com. You can follow them also at Twitch TV slash Vog Network. Uh, they kick things off on Sundays with uh, the Bobby Blackwood Show and Orange Lounge Radio. So definitely swing by and check them out. Um, and you can also, like I said, you can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, uh, live.vognetwork.com. And we're also on Discord. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Each show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own dedicated channel. So come by, hang out, say hi. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool, you know? That and I believe, um, I believe Drew Nami actually up recleaned the pool, so it should it should be all good. So, <laughs> um, so anywho, now that we got all of that out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? <laughs> Uh, it was mostly work related stuff again. Uh, I had to take off from work yesterday to uh, get a EKG 
reading done. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on the res- result of that. The appointment was booked back when I was still furloughed, and that was the earliest it could have happened. Yeah. Because, you know, hospital visits and whatnot, they're really on the ball with that sort of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I-, I totally get that. But other than that, it's just, you know, uh, surviving, uh, I guess. That's, that's just... what, honestly, that's what everybody is doing, surviving. And that's all that really matters, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a mood. It's just so mentally and emotionally exhausting. I mean, yeah, people are like more and more people are walking around without masks and giving me crap because I, I am wearing it, especially because I have to at work. Yes, no, and, and I totally get that. I I don't think it's fair. Anybody should be giving you grief over that. So, and yeah, Sunday was another day when I just. They completely hold up in my apartment. I didn't leave any or go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I honestly don't blame you. I mean, it, it, it's like I've said. I've just been here, you know, just, just dealing. It's just, it's just really hard to, you know, get through to a lot of days. No, I, you know, you're, you're no. I totally get that. I I totally do. B- believe you me, I do. Agreed. Um, it's definitely a case of um, um, hurry up and do nothing. Um, and I feel like a lot of different industries are in that kind of setting. Where even though a lot of places are opening up now, we're seeing a lot of instances where um, the second wave or the third wave is kind of hitting already. So I'm sorry you're going through that, Ari. It sucks, but you know we're all in this together. Thankfully, unfortunately. Yeah. Like a boat with a hole in it, so like, you know, as long as we have buckets, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, as as the, as the song goes from um from theme from Growing Pains, as long as we got each other, you know. Yeah, but the hole's got the bucket's got a hole. If the boat has a hole in it, people are going to start slapping each other with the bucket. Well, you know, if it happens, it happens. Mean weeds, uh, that would happen. So, uh, just <laughs> That's like what would happen at a con. Like, if a, a boat had a hole in it, it's like boat con. Mm-hmm. The weaves got the bucket and just be like, but that's uh, the main culture for you. <laughs> man, listen. That, that's all I gotta say. All right. So yeah, that, that's that's it for me. All right, um, Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Worked. You what now? Um, that it worked. I said that's literally the only thing that I've been doing lately. Um, yeah, everything is basically normal for the most part at work. Uh, I've got a couple of days here and there that I do have to still work remote, but. Um, basically everything's back to normal and it sucks and but, but I, I do enjoy that I'm not working just 32 hours a week I'm working my 40 hours and I get all my money and that excites me well that's good um, now are you getting your four, were you getting your 40 hours before or no, or no no I spent almost two months um, down to 32 hours just so that I was still full time 
Um, yeah. Uh, so um, this past week uh, for my paycheck, that was the first week that I was bumped back up to 40 hours and I kind of overspent my extra money. <laughs> yeah. So I have to uh, dip into my uh, tattoo savings a bit until next week when I get paid again. Um, but I, I have pretty things coming. Um, and, and it's not that I was stupid crap that I spent money on, um, because I am going back to work and everything. I had to pick up more, uh, masks. So I did go and do a little bit of shopping for more masks. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not like it was on crap. Supporting local indie creators. Yep, there you go. Uh, not, not. Quite unfortunately, um, I, I I really wanted some geek math that were more my geekdom. Yeah. So I have, um, I have a, a Daria mask coming. I have a supernatural mask coming. Um, I, I have, you know, it, it's that kind of stuff. Oh, that they were licensed, right? Okay, you're supporting the fandom you like to keep them in business during these. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was looking at. Um, so I'm just now I'm just uh, you know sitting and doing nothing because that's basically all I can afford at this point. <laughs> that is definitely also a mood. Um, but I I, I needed the mask. And yeah. you know, I ended up while I was buying them, ended up getting a couple of shirts, which I shouldn't be getting, but mm -hmm. I like shirts too. <laughs> Gotta match those masks. Gotta be uh, what is it? Post-apocalyptic chic. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's so, Cyberpunk seventy twenty seventy seven wardrobe uh, fresh now. Well, it's either that, or we go into the Mad Max leather and spikes and everything. Why not both? Oh. It's getting to be summer. It's too damn hot to do leather. <laughs> you tell it to the leather daddies out there. Okay. But anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. There we go. We barely wear clothes. That is not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> well, the fact that you mentioned shirts, I realized... I'm probably going to have to do another purge. I'm probably have to purge all these con staff shirts that I have, except for a couple. Because I actually ordered a shirt, and it's on its way. And I actually decided to order another shirt, but it's no longer available on this site. So I'm like, screw it, and I'll just wait. But anywho, please continue. Well, yeah, I mean, the shirt, I it, it was a fan shirt, but it's Jack and Sally as Jareth and Sarah. Um, so the collaboration of two of my all-time favorite fandoms, I kind of had to have it. Yeah. And then I really don't have a lot of pride shirts. So when I saw the, um, Frankenfurter with the flag coming, mm -hmm. you know, off of his, I, I had to get that one too. So, um, I mean, they were shirts for a good reason, and I'm going to have to go through and do a huge purge of shirts. Uh, I do still have a bunch that I ended up getting when I was working for Target, so those would probably be the ones that are purged next. Okay. Here you go. How was your week? How was your day? Hey, um, me and Perky Pot Pie with Leftover Stay, so that was super fun. I always love trying to find new recipes to stuff that we have in the house. 
especially with like supplies the way they are now. Um, doing businessy stuff, you know, professional, serious. I I seriously do mean because I work from my home, so I've been focused a lot on organization and trying to get my workspace into a more functional area. Mm-hmm. So I purchased the last of the shelving I think we need yeah. today to create kind of like a library of fabrics. So um, I am currently working on a bunch of fabric onto acid-free comic book boards <laughs> and um, trying to get them organized. So uh, the yeah, acid free comic book board helps to make it a little bit more. I have one folded over here. Make it a little more easy to organize because then it's small and easy to manage and all that other fun stuff. Okay. So once I get the shelves in, I'll be able to organize stuff fully and then I will have a more functional space. So that's been my huge focus. That's been what's been kind of getting me through our time is making sure my thread wall is all out and rainbowy and happy um, and basically trying to get my space more lit up and functional. So anyone in chat who enjoys being creative through logical Vulcan mind ways, let me know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's pretty much it. Okay. So my weekend day has been pretty pretty decent. I mean, outside of the fact that all I've been doing is like getting up, watching TV, maybe playing some mobile games, feeling lethargic, staring at the world's problems, going back to TV, eat, wash, rinse, repeat, whatever. So, But I did do something productive over the weekend. Uh, I did go ahead and do the rebuild of Fallen Angel, which is my desktop PC here. If I had a second camera, I would put it on on the on the RGB fans I have running in here and it's just trippy as F, you know, because it's just the, all the colors. Um I did that. I went ahead and upgraded the solid state drive. And and I and I actually also did was I I actually took my time in doing this. Because the big thing is now is not just the RGB, but your cable management. I suck at cable management. When it comes to building computers, I will just let the cables fall to the side of the machine, stick it in the corner. So I'm like, I don't know. But when I redid all of this, I had to, like, this case I have, um, you can connect fans to it and you can control it. I took all of that and I had to wrap that and put it in one corner of the case, rerun the cabling. I showed it to Mako-chan and she thought it was good. And I and for the record, this is me for three and a half hours being meticulous and running the cables, moving, plugging everything back in and moving things around where it would just look nice. I don't like where it yeah, I'm... it's it's definitely definitely nice and clean looking. It's not as nice and clean as I would like it to be. I wouldn't mind some type of mesh covering to go around that, but eh. I mean, it's cool, oh, like. Would vacuum form um, the plastic that you can put um, yeah. wires through be yeah. helpful? Yeah, that I would like to do because when I was when I was mm-hmm. working this job, well, I'm still furloughed from it. But uh, when we went to yeah. do um, up when we went to do uh, computer moves, we used that to properly run all the cabling in one spot. You know, but here's the thing: through osmosis, yay. But, <laughs> 
the way it is, I just have it in like in one or two clumps. I would I would like to just properly run the cabling the way it is and just kind of have like nice little rows and just have it twist tied or zip tied together where it looks nice and neat. I will probably decide on it if I do decide to buy a new case and move everything over because there's a big old uh, hard drive caddy that's just sitting here and it kind of blocks the view of one of the RGB fans, but I will deal with it. I figured out a way to attach it to the backside and I don't know if I want to do that unless it's at towards the bottom of the case where it wouldn't be so bad. And I, find, and I feel if I'm going to do that, I'm going to get some more mesh um, power cables and replace the power supply, have it all modular. That's all down the line. But everything is working fine. I had to get a USB splitter so I could run the, the pump and the fans and everything. I had to play around with the software to make sure that it saw everything together and, and it's fine. The only thing is, I wish I could use I could use the Corsair software to manage the speed, the fan speeds, but that's an extra eighty dollars for an adapter I don't really need because I have the motherboard software managing the fans. So I'm like, well, unless I'm getting odd high temperatures or whatever, there's no need. I'll just open that up, let it do its thing, and go about my merry little business. And that's it. Um, I pulled out all the fans. I have them sitting in a pile here. And while I was talking to Ichigo last night, I'm trying to remember where I put two other fans. I'm just sitting here going, I don't remember selling them. I don't remember giving them away. Uh, and I'm like, well, whatever. I have the rest of the fans. As long as they have, they're in a good home, it's all that really matters. So that's that. So I, and that's basically has been it. That and. I started catching up with Digimon Adventure, and then I realized it was only three episodes, so... Rip. Yeah, they're actually uh, replaying from the beginning, because they're only just now able to start putting the episodes out again. Check out the next episode, because it's so good. And I started catching up with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and, and I just had, like, this crazy idea. I mean, well... The, the current series I'm marathoning is The Sopranos. So somewhere out there, I'm telling you this, somewhere out there, there is a Sopranos crossover with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure somewhere. And before y'all think that I'm kind of crazy and thinking that, there is an episode where they do go to Italy to talk to another mafioso family. They are never mentioned the name of that but it could be passion it could work i'm just saying it could work given the times that see the sopranos was on and where part five took care took place it could it could actually work so picturing having stands in new jersey no and i'm not sure this is what i'm thinking in the episode uh tony gets furio from the other family to come with him as one of his captains. What if it wasn't Furio, it was Giorno? Could see something like that. I think that would be kind of... Just picture Tony Soprano with the stand Born to Run, which gives him super speed. Mm. But if we give... Look, if everybody in the Sopranos had a stand, it'd all be a friggin' Bon Jovi song, so what's the fun in that? Oh, 
I just said like Born to Run. That's not Bon Jovi. I just say, knowing how some people were writing it, they will all have a Bon Jovi song as a stand. Just saying. Keep the keep up the theme, I suppose. Yes. So that that that's it for my weekend. I, I'm I'm just gonna leave that there. No, go ahead. No, no. Save it for Geek Roundtable. I want to hear this. Okay. Um, no, no, I, I literally left something there. I, I totally missed it. It's in the chat. Oh. I'm going to have to watch that later. Okay. Uh, housekeeping, uh, don't forget we're here Tuesdays. Uh, we're still live. Um, I don't know if we're taking a break yet, but we probably will. I mean, we'll see how things go. Um, geeky masks, um... I will be unpinning that soon because there is a really there is an abundance of people selling masks and a lot of people that I have um, put out there and helped they're not really selling anymore. So here's your last chance. I mean, from from people that we trust, and if they're not anymore, there are definitely other people out there. So definitely spread the good the good word on that. Um, that's basically it for housekeeping. Uh, let's go into uh, Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about some of the cool geek stuff that we have. We also talk about geeky lives. An extension of how was our weekend day. Just more camaraderie. So, um, Malcolm, why don't you kick things off with that? Yeah, so um, on top of my normal reading or I should say rereading of fanfiction. Um, as you can see, I uh, added to my little family. So uh, Pet Foolery did first uh, a little fund thing for Pixie. And now I have my Brutus to go with her. And I'm very excited, and that only came in yesterday, so now I have my family. Yeah, happy, dysfunctional family. Of course. Okay. What and I'm just, like, I, I'm just, like, posting, like, I, I'm looking through four Sopranos and JoJo crossovers now, so I'm... I'm sorry, but not sorry no. if I spam the chat with this crap. That actually, that one image, I could see that. I could see that. So. <laughs> oh, that image. Okay, what's up with you, Ari? Um, aside from just more Animal Crossing stuff, I uh, wait, where is it? Let me bring it up. Mm -hmm. I've been following the. You okay? Uh, yeah, my my uh, headphones just bent a weird angle. It felt like. Anyway, uh, I've been watching the the preview the previews for uh, Magic's uh, Core Set 2021 coming out, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, like with each set, they'll uh, you know update rules or like you know, introduce new mechanics or like designs and whatnot. Um, but <clears throat> for whatever reason, they actually. Have introduced uh, the creature types dog at, as the actual like pet dogs and whatnot, and they already have a whole bunch of you know, preview cards for it, and they're goofy and ridiculous looking. I 
Did you think say, they're incredible? Did you say dog? Huh? Dogs, yes. Wow. Also, for some reason, there's also like they're leaning on the uh, cat creature type, but not mm-hmm. not in the form of like a feline-looking humanoid. Although some of them there, they're actually using like house cats oh, okay. and the like in uh, their designs. Okay. I, I put a link to the uh, card image gallery in the chat. You can just look at them yourself and uh, okay. see what I mean. Right, I mean, granted, I'm still looking forward to the set anyway, but these are just hilarious and adorable. Okay. okay um, what's up with you, Ichigo? I I guess I haven't worn this shirt in either a while or um, I don't know, but yeah, Star Wars, we and it's rainbowy, so like Pride Star Wars. So I know it was, uh, I think it was at Walmart forever ago. So if you have this fellow shirt, shirt twins for the win. Um, I just really liked it because it was like a pastel, like high highlighter version of Darth Vader. And so I thought that that was a fun colored shirt. And so I did my eye makeup to kind of match it today. Kind of splattery, hyperpigmented effect. So I just had fun with that. And that was what I nerded out about today. Um, I have to say just really quick that I'm so amused that you're wearing a Star Wars shirt on Captain Picard Day. I know. I know. And I wish I had more Trekkie merch, but I haven't really like... I haven't really had a chance to exercise that geekdom for myself. And plus, like, unfortunately, like, they're not at Walmart that much. And any of the shirts that are at Walmart aren't like this, where I think this is my only Star Wars shirt that I have. Because whenever I get a T-shirt, I I love T-shirts, don't get me wrong. But the problem is I don't, like, I don't wear them a lot. I know this is, like, completely different from the norm, but for me, this this is cute. Like, I don't mind a good t-shirt for pajamas and stuff, but when I want to get dressed up, if I want to dress up, if I'm not just going to do pajamas, then I'm going to get dressed up, dressed up. So, I try not to keep a lot of t-shirts in my wardrobe, but if I could get more tricky merch that's like this, I would love that. Um, I love bright colors, and I love having stuff that I can kind of blend into my wardrobe mm-hmm. um a little bit more easily and when i have stuff like this i can wear a lot of decora or like jewelry kind of piled on top of it and it can be like what they call pop okay which is just like pop culture hey which is just the style it's just the sub style and so um since i wear alternative style a lot more t-shirts are not a staple unfortunately that's sad so I believe I got this from Chocolo, one of our staffers. I was linked to a Kickstarter for Sailor Moon pins, and I looked at one for Venus, and I was like, I like this. I think I need collection this. today, too. I'm so excited. Say what? <laughs> I got my collection today, too. How many I got a lot of them. Oh, God. I only bought one. Did you get the entire set? No, I ended up getting all three of the cats and Jupiter and Pluto and um, Cosmos and then the blank pin and I got the coin, but I only paid for like three of them. 
I didn't get the clown. Like, I just wanted the pin. I didn't want to go through all that. I'm like, you know, I'll just take the pin. That's all I wanted. So it showed up today, and we'll do a quick opening of it. Because I did need to replace my existing Venus pin that I had. I had lost it a couple of years back, so... Yeah, I was going to say, you got to do your whole unboxing voice, Ranma. You've got to be like, oh my gosh, and the packaging is just chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> I will slap you. <laughs> you got to moe it up, Ranma. Come on. I do not do moe. I do <laughs> Okay. I Can we get a chant in the chat? Moe, moe. <laughs> Gendo Akari is not amused with your shenanigans. <laughs> I am. You can shut up. Of course, Mako would be. Of course, we'll have to is. get him like a, a Tokyo Mew Mew maid outfit, and then make him <laughs> super moist. Get my butt kicked this weekend. I just want you to know that. Yes. Thank you, Mako. Take one for the team. Oh, she's gonna take at least five for the team. So we have our traditional eco-friendly sign and, and a little signature from the creator of these pins. And I don't know the creator per se, but I've seen the name around on various Facebook groups. So, And it's a little card that says, thank you so much and enjoy. And the card for her stuff, um, Adorka Bows. And I think if I when cons start happening, I will definitely throw money to her dealer's table. So, yeah. See, there's a couple of things in here. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh huh. We have the traditional um, heart bow, which is kind of cool. I keep forgetting that the webcam is over there, so let's see, get a, get a good look at that. That's the blank bow. I got one. I think everybody got one. That was one of the uh, rewards for the Kickstarter. Colored uh, Venus pin. Nice. I like the colors on that one. It's the main reason why I bought it. And I know some people, they're going to take these pins and wear them out. I don't wear pins. Now, the only time I will, if it's on a badge and I'm at a con, because I like to keep and collect them, like, I'm about to show you all one of my oldest pins I have. Uh, you can't really tell, but it's Lime from Saber Marionette Jane. This is like one of my oldest pins I got from Animazement, so... And yeah, the camera is focusing on your hand and the pin. Well, that's because I, I, have, I, that's because have, I have autofocus turned on. It's just sit the straight focus. Uh, so. I have so many of my old 90s pins mm -hmm. because that was something. And if you're in chat and you collected pins back in, in conventions and stuff, like, tell me all about it. I love it. It was the one thing that I would pick up from artists and from dealers because it was inexpensive, but they were still really good quality. Like the enamel and the metal were really good. So I have like so many. I have a couple of years. Uh, I have 
costumes. And I remember there was this one girl at Anna Amazement I would see every year. She actually wore like a Girl Scouts uniform, but it was like she had her vest was just full of pins. And I was just like, well, you know about Ida culture, right, Ranma? Yes, I do. So Ida culture, yes. for those who are in our chat and don't know, is basically clothing or accessories or bags that have little vinyl pockets that you can see on the outside what someone may have organized within. Um, this is very popular for Ida backpacks and stuff like that to be certain fandoms or even certain characters like waifu or husbando bags where they have their favorite character. Um, I've seen a lot of designers actually go into hats and now jackets as well. Um, so that's been kind of cool to watch. Uh, so you can protect your pins while also wearing them as swag. See, I think and that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I can get it, eat a bag just for that. But if my existing geek pack had like a clear section for pins, I might put a couple in there just because. I think that, that would be kind of cool. And also, another thing I forgot to mention uh, earlier during weekend day, after rebuilding the machine, um, I'm trying out something new with the audio, and you probably heard about the whole NVIDIA RTX voice thing, which is running right now. So if there's any clipping, my apologies. It's the software AI just trying to make sure everything is good and clean. Bonus points for those who figure out how you can get it running on a GTX card. Y'all definitely saved me about $100. I, I, know, I really mean it. Y'all saved me a hundred bucks. So, ah, uh, I let's see what else. And that's basically has been it for the most part. Um, the geekery within my tower here. I kind of wish I had that type of table where I could put my desktop on the table, like some people do. You can actually see the colors. You probably see the colors reflecting off the light. So, mm. oh, um. Interesting tidbits from my Tuesday night travels. Basically, my Tuesday night travels is basically my, it's basically my last routine I have in order to keep my sanity. And the only reason why I keep this routine is because I've been basically doing this routine for about 15 years. It originally started with me just going to Buffalo Wild Wings with coworkers after work, which turned into me just or getting takeout and then. That's what, and then that evolved into not just getting takeout, but doing some quick shopping at Target for a couple of things that I need. And then I will go and do my normal food shopping on Wednesdays. So this week, I'm there's two ways. Most places nowadays, there's only one entrance to get in and get out. And there's some people that get away with it because you have like Walmart. There's even though there's one entrance, but it's like. One way to go in and one way to go out, but people don't care. So the target I go to, there's two entrances. And if you go to the quote unquote main entrance, there is the line you have to wait. Or if you go upstairs inside the mall, you can just, you don't have to wait to come in and out. So that's where I usually go because it's actually a lot faster. And, and I noticed when I was leaving that there was... I guess security busted someone for shoplifting and they're trying to stop him and he's screaming at them and then he runs off. He, he somehow made his way around security, got past the metal detectors and ran and hopped down the escalator. What did he steal? Luggage. 
make no sense. You just stole for the sake of stealing it? Uh, basically. Um... <sighs> That's a straight trip to uh, the holding box. So, let's see what, and then when I do my normal ordering, I put everything together and there are some things I can't purchase because it's fragile or whatever. So I'll just put it in the list and pick it up. And one of the things I picked up is sandwich pickles. And one of my favorite snacks besides olives is pickles. I will sit there and eat sliced pickles like it's nothing. So I pick up a jar of pickles, you know, and I buy my extra stuff, and I go to the side, and I'm organizing my reusable bags, putting everything together. I totally forgot the fact that I ordered, I put in a jar of pickles in my order already, so now I have two jars of pickles. On the plus side, doesn't bother me none, because I like pickles. <laughs> and, I mean, they, they're, they're pickled, so inherently, they'll stay for a very, very long time. Exactly. And I'm one of those who will sit there and, and drink pickle juice, all right? It's tasty. <laughs> Pickles are good dipped in ketchup. It's a good snack. I mean, not for nothing. I nut. understand it. But um, I'm, honestly, the brine, I'll use it for, like, turkey. Yes. Like, you can brine a turkey or chicken. That's how they say to do, um, there's, like, a certain restaurant that does their chicken brine and pickle juice. Um and they're pretty popular for it. So yeah, it is a good ingredient, but I don't drink it. Look, you can actually get pickle soda, okay? I've never tried it. Yes, I know. Oh. You remember Jones' soda? Yes. They did a turkey and gravy. Oh, ugh. Oh, yeah, th those are disgusting. I don't think I could. <laughs> but I'll say... When I saw that, when I saw that dude stealing the the, the, the luggage, I was. Rem I'll tell this quick story. You know, we can kind of kick off tonight's <laughs> show. Um, this was years ago. When I worked at Staples, and I'm coming in from lunch. I was picking up my lunch. I was going up to the break room to eat. Um, and, and I noticed there was a guy and this woman. They were like walking out. And they had a like one of those laptop book bags. Um, I actually have one. It's like something like this. It's it's probably the same exact one, but don't matter. So I went ahead. I saw them walking out with it, and my first thought is, don't walk out of a store with a book bag like that. Normally, it's in a shopping bag as you go. And I noticed the guy. Um, like the tag was popped off and he walks out and I follow behind him. I'm like, sir, you forgot your tag. You forgot your tag. And then I realized this mother stole this, stole the book bag. Long story short, I got the book bag back and he's screaming for the police. I'm like, go right ahead. Call the cops. Tell them I'm stealing from you. We got you on camera. So I go back and I go inside with the book bag and one of my managers is looking at me and I'm just like, okay. And I go upstairs to, to the manager's office 
where my where my store manager was, and I put the bag on his on his in his chair like behind him. I'm like, somebody stole this. I got it back, and I went into the break room and went about my day. And I'm just that just came back to me, and I'm just like, if I didn't come into the store at that time during my lunch break, I probably would not have gotten it. But let let's be real. When people steal from the stores, most of the time they're not going to go after them because that's what insurance and liability is for. So, and a certain amount of liquidation. There's a certain amount of loss that's actually buffered into a, the into the corporate businesses anyway. So when it comes to those, like, I mean, like small things, um, especially because we're seeing a lot of of uh, like information on those policies now with what's going on in the world um and the fact like they're in the companies are in support of what's going on it's it's built in there there's that buffer for those kind of things i mean that's what most of them like well if, if security catches them they catches them if not it is what it is and they'll catch them on the way out so meaning people who steal are pretty stupid enough to go back into that store sometime later and steal again yeah, and try again. Um, and and unfortunately for a lot of workers out there, at least the loss prevention in my my old job, which was family owned and operated, it wasn't a big corporate office, mm -hmm. was basically don't don't tell them, like don't don't go after them and physically like accuse them of it, but definitely watch them and let your manager know. And that was pretty much it. Like we couldn't do anything about it. So definitely. I mean, the most you could do is just you know. If you get a picture, you put you have like a little little thing that's like a little yeah, a blacklist or a banned banned yeah. person or people of interest list kind of thing. A store where if you were caught stealing, they take a picture of you and they will put you up on the wall of shame, and it would not be a in the sign with all these pictures. It wouldn't be something that's like in the back room. It was actually out in the store where people could see it. I'm just like. They put them right up at the register, don't they? That's where I've always seen those well, pictures. Yeah, they will, yeah, they would do that too. But there's a difference between having it at the registers where only employees will see it and then putting it in out in the open where everybody could see it. Long story short, that store is no longer around, so oh well. Alright. Now let's go ahead and talk about tonight's stuff. Um, in regards to what's been going on in the news lately, I am somewhat balanced for the most part, and we'll just leave it at that. But, I will talk about how NHK, they apologize about a fox paw, and basically they put up a racist cartoon about Black Lives Matter, the protesting, and it basically blew up in their face. So what happened was, back uh, last Sunday, they have a program called The World Now. And it included an animated segment that it kind of explains what's going on here in the States. And we all know what's going on in the States at, at, the, at the time, right now. In this animated segment, they, the black protesters were basically shown as angry muscle-bound stereotypes. And I'm talking probably people that look like Barrett Wallace with big lips. Oh boy. As according to 
happened in that segment as per what Variety reported. There was no mention of the killing of George Floyd, but they kept saying that the protests were caused by the income gap between white and black Americans. Okay, let me tell you something. If, people, if we were going to protest about that, oh, we would have been protesting about that a very long time ago. I quit two weeks later because let's be real. The protest takes away from the money, so we got to go back and go to work. So, yeah. Now, this post, nobody was happy about it. The interior head of the U.S. Embassy in Tokyo, Joseph Young, wrote, while we understand NHK's intent to address complex racial issues in the United States, it's unfortunate that more thought and care didn't go into this video. The caricatures used are offensive and insensitive. Remember, this is a country that was that where one of the publishing companies was selling books called The Adventures of Little Sambo. If you want to know more about that, there is an amazing video about this over on Scarfing Scars. I don't have it linked, but, you know... I'll probably link it later on our Facebook page. All right. When NHK realized what was going, you know, this wasn't good, they took it down. And they put a, a statement in English and Japanese that basically said, we at NHK would like to sincerely apologize for a computer animation clip posted to our Twitter account. The clip was part of a segment in the program, Kore Day Wakata Sekai no Ima, broadcast on Sunday, June 7th. Uh, as per the statement, the animation was part of a 26-minute segment for the broadcast. This segment set was to report the protests that the U.S. were triggered by the death of George Floyd. NHK also claimed it acknowledged how many people were angered by the case, handling the matter of the Trump administration and the criticism against it and the divisions in American society. Regarding this clip, NHK said that they had aimed to show the hardships, such as economic disparity, that many African Americans in the U.S. suffer. However, we decided to take the clip offline after reviewing criticism from viewers that it did not correctly express the realities of the program. We regret lacking proper consideration in carrying the clip and apologize to everyone who was offended. Now, and I think this is something that we talked about on our show last year, because there is a reference to a similar case where Nissan Cup Noodle pulled an ad last year with tennis stars Kei Nishikori and Naomi Osaka as animated characters in Prince of Tennis. Eventually, the ad was pulled because Naomi Osaka, who is Haitian-Japanese, she was drawn to be with, le with less textured hair and a lighter skin. So that was no good. I am not going to go in and continue into this because basically this part of the article, we already know what's going on. But I will say, and, yeah, I will say Japanese manga artists, including Chiha Yafuru creator Yuki Suetsugu, musicians and companies have shown their support for the ongoing protests against police brutality. And that is something that we touched upon on last week's show with, I believe, um, Utada Hikaru, who made a mention about it in Twitter, and also rapper Lotus Juice. Yeah, that was the name I was trying to get at. So, I'm not, personally, I'm not angry at what NHK did, because they were trying. 
they were at they were just trying to do their best and they realized oh we screwed up let's fix this and that's what they did so i am perfectly okay with that and it's it's a cultural thing too it's because unfortunately japan still has a lot of racist undertones and this isn't just towards um african americans or black people it's towards everybody who isn't japanese and even people who uh, i know i talked about this i think two weeks ago people who are half japanese that is still considered a slur so they have a very homogenized society and the fact that people are even being allowed to kind of protest something that's happening outside of their country um as unfair is i mean to me it's pretty astonishing um, and pretty awesome that Japan has been able to step up as much as they have in support. So, so I think it's sort of like the changing of the guard because it's a newer generation <clears throat> that's getting a little bit more understanding as to what's going on and, it's, and being a lot more accepting. That's what's happening. I mean, you just got to keep that positive flow going. All right. But now that we got that out the way, uh, let's see what we have here. here. Ah, Ichigo. Looks like... Um, it me. It you. It me. Um, So I know that a lot of us over here have quite a few maybe friends or family members or independent designers or artists that you follow looking for help with the community. Well, it does not... Um, it does not... Uh, um, it's not ineffective to industry either. So industries like anime, while they seem like they're quite large, they're actually still quite small. And Discotech is turning to the community for help locating Monkhole Knights, Metabots, and English Dub Masters. So media OCD owner Justin Savakis posted a tweet thread on behalf of Discotech asking the community's help in locating the English Dub Masters for Monkhole Knight and the third series season of Metabots. Um... Basically, the Fox Kids dub masters couldn't be found anywhere, and the recutting from the Japanese masters isn't possible either, so they were asking for the community to help. Um, now, there are some that are streaming on Crunchyroll, but uh, basically they are suspected to be in the Disney vault, but that is an impenetrable fortress, so any help would be invaluable, and they're still looking for season three. Um, they also explain that why this is difficult for Discotech to recut the original Japanese master footage. Um, most adapted kids devs from the late 90s used an automated method to shorten the episode by trimming a couple of frames off every cut. And recutting good masters to match that would literally take months of work. And plus they'd have to recreate any new graphics, which is financially impossible. Yeah. They also stressed that they were looking for the broadcast master, not bootlegs or torrents. So, sorry, our lovely pirates of the internet. Um, that is not what they're looking for. Crunchyroll began streaming Monkhole Nights uh, via licensing deal with Discotech on Tuesday, and the 51-episode television anime premiered in Japan as Rokuman Tengai Monkhole Nights in January 2000. The anime debuted in North America on Fox Kids Programming Block in 2001. The Metabots anime, which is a near and dear little wholesome um, BattleBots anime to my heart, yeah. originally aired 1999 to 2000. And ADV Films and then Shout Factory pre- previously released the Metabots uh, the anime on home video. Discotech licensed the series in 2019 and released 
released the first season on SD Blu-ray disc with English dubs only in December. The second season in, is in the pipeline, and Discotech is looking into the third season, but as mentioned, they need help. Uh, Discotech told ANN it plans to release a Japanese version of the show titled Meroro uh, at some point in the future. Um, so if you have any access to any masters, broadcasting masters of season three, definitely reach out to them, or if you can connect them with anyone, that would be awesome, because Metabots needs more love. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? Um, years ago, when there was a big fire at BBC, and they lost mm. a lot of Doctor Who masters, and they went to the fans asking for copies. So they had to redo the masters from like normal television distribution release. Yeah. And you know, I mean. I, I've never, I think I watched a couple of episodes of Metabots here and there. And I, Mon Colonites wasn't something that was up my alley. But I wouldn't mind watching Flint the Time Detective. I do remember that one time I went into Book Off and I found the original Japanese episodes on VHS. And I bought, I, and I bought like one of the tapes for a friend of mine because she cosplayed one of the villains from the show. And at the time she was a big fan of the series. I was like, here you go. The Time Detective. That was such a like, it was just a like a feel good show because it was such a derpy little show. I, I actually did enjoy Flint Time Detective. So like, I enjoyed that one too. Ugh, I need to rewatch some of these series because like, anybody in for like a watch night? Anybody want to just like reminisce of old series? Because like in chat, let me know. I'm totally for it. Sure, why not? Could be super fun. Said last week we could do that with um Card Captor Sakura. Yeah, Netflix does have Cardcaptor Sakura on there, so if you are needing some magical girl early 90s feel, go get some. Did so, and I'm like, the dub is actually pretty good. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get Powerpuff Girls Z. Maybe. I've been wanting Powerpuff Girls Z since it came out in Japan. I know there is a Canadian dub of it uh, that was done by... Um, the Canada version of Cartoon Network. Yeah. It never came here. They never transferred anything over here, and I want it. Yeah, it was on Cartoon Network International, and I think you can find it. I will do a search later. Um, in our chat room here at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, uh, Eric Kagame asks about Card Captain Sakura. Is this a new dub or a Nelvania dub? Okay, here's the thing. There is the Nelvania dub, which does have um, voice of Duo Maxwell as Keto-chan, which is hilarious. But this is not the version that's available. They, oh. I believe it was Sony Animax. Them. They, uh, they dubbed it. I hadn't heard that they were doing any redubbing. Dubbed in the 90s. This Whoa, that was a new dub? Okay. The, the I missed dub, that one. Sakura was dubbed about 20 years about 20 years ago and it was for uh their animax asia network so that's um, the dub that 20 years ago yes. I'm, I'm feeling old <laughs> um i i know i linked mako chan to this last week but on youtube um there is a video that compares the original japanese the nelvania dub 
and the Animax dub of one scene. So, and and it's from from that era. So, I will say this is definitely a step in the right direction after what they tried to do with Veroni Kenshin. I assume I am the only one that knows about that. Long story short, Sony tried to uh, take 65 episodes of, of a runny Kenshin, dub, edit it for TV, package 65 episodes, and sell it as Samurai X. It didn't work. That does sound a little familiar. Yeah, it, it did not work, though. Moving <laughs> right along. Um, Dr. Chow, what's going on in the world of convention, virtual convention news? Yeah, so uh, there's actually a little bit of news about that. Uh, there is the first panels and events that have been announced for Funimation Con. This is one of the conventions that's happening on uh, the July 4th weekend. So they're going to be doing panels with Fruits Basket, One Piece, Fire Force, uh, special programs from Sony Music, label artists, uh, Blue and Count, Flow, Kanaboon, uh, Luna Haruna, uh, DJ performance by DJ Marjeral, and a special airing of the 2019 Soccer Music Festival. They are going to be putting out a lot of contents, uh, which I'm not surprised with. Some of the panels, including the Fruits Basket, One Piece, and Fire Force, those are going to feature the English voices uh, doing uh, lively discussions and Q&A. They are going to be doing live concerts. They are going to be doing uh, streamed performances. They're going to be hosting cosplay panels, uh, programming, and meetups. So I'm guessing that's going to be virtual meetups. They are expanding the availability of the event. So it's going to include uh, not only the U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Registration is up and it is free. So you can head over to FunimationCon.com. You can go ahead and sign up. And it's actually looking to be a pretty cool thing. Um, depending on what's going on, because I did get told today that I will have the third off. So I will have the third and the fourth off. So I may check out a couple of these. Um, on to news from Anime Expo Light, which is the another con that is going to be going on during the July 4th weekend. They're going to be hosting an Anasong concert named Anime Expo Light. Lise Ani Live LA. Um, So this is something that they do uh, occasionally. Um, They're hosting a special edition of the Lise Ani Live Music Festival. This has been going on since 2010 in Japan. Um, It's usually done around February. Uh, The concert was uh, this year held February 8th and 9th. Next year, they're looking at uh, February 27th and 28th. So you're looking at uh, quite a bit of uh, musical content for them. They're also going to be streaming content uh, content from companies such as Bushiroad, Crunchyroll, Pony Canyon, and Viz Media. 
They're going to be also doing live streams for featured guest panels, industry announcements. Uh, so they're treating this just like a convention. They're actually going to be doing a lot of industry crap too, uh, which works for me because a lot of news has been very, very, you know, short mm-hmm. as of right now. So the physical Anime Expo was planned for July 2nd to July 5th. Obviously now it is um, just going to be that weekend. Uh, I know the visual con- the virtual concerts uh, will start streaming July 4th. Um, I believe this one is also a free convention. Uh, I know that Uh, The concert is going to be free of charge and you can view that on YouTube or Twitch. Um, But I'm pretty sure all of their content for this is going to be free. On to other things. Uh, Otakon finally announced that they will also be doing an online host of events. Um, They officially announced it this past Saturday that they will be doing Otakon online, which will be on August 1st. Um, It looks like this is going to just be a one-day event. This is going to comprise of interviews, panels, workshops, music events, and gaming events. So um, you're going to have quite a bit of content coming up that way as well. They haven't exactly announced anything on what they're going to be you know, streaming, but I would not be surprised if a lot of the actual guests that were supposed to be at these conventions would be the first ones to be asked to be on a virtual convention. Um, So if you were looking forward to seeing somebody or going to a panel for any of these conventions, you might want to stick around and see what is going on with the virtual conventions. On top of that, San Diego Comic-Con is going to be doing a virtual convention. It's going to be on July 22nd. It is going to be July 22nd to 26th, and it's going to be free. So for any of you who have wanted to go to San Diego Comic-Con and either could not afford to travel the distance, get tickets, or try and find a freaking hotel room in the area, now is your chance They're going to be doing a virtual version of the convention. Uh, It is going to be free for everybody. They're bringing in, you know, the same panels, the same industry guests. They're basically doing everything that they can to make this an official convention for them, but at home so that everybody can enjoy it. Um, On top of that, they're actually going to be providing badges for fans. Well, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, if, um, you, if you do your registration, they send you a PDF of your badge, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, is this are they sending a physical physical badge no, or just like a PDF? PDF. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've seen a few virtual conventions do that, and it's it's a fun interactive way to get the public. See, they're like interested. Not for nothing. And they're trying to legitimize it, you know, as much as they can. I, I would yeah. say, I mean, if there was an option, you know, have a 
physical copy printed for like five bucks, I probably would have done that. You know, I wouldn't mind paying five bucks to have a, a physical, you know, that's kind of cool. It's like, it's like the consolation badge, you know, so. Hmm. And also, I did submit a panel for us for Otakon, so here's to hoping. Run the fashion department, and we're planning to do some stuff, but nothing's been confirmed yet. So you'll see some fashion stuff, and you'll see me burned out crying in a corner. Mm. <laughs> yeah, burned out crying in a corner. Ichigo is pointing over to the left. You look to the left, there's the Otakon server up in flames. Look at all my programming! Explosions! No. I'll just say, you know what? Why don't we just sizzle taco them and just call it a day? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, are we not at that point already? I missed the first part of what you said. So. I said, we're, at this point, we might as well just watch uh, This is Otaku Dome. Oh yeah, yeah. Might as well just like have a stream of that. I haven't seen that yet. Um, Namde Films. Just go to their website. It's a free download. Or you can just go on YouTube. It's somebody has it on YouTube. So if I find it, I'll link it to you on your page. I'll link it to you. All right. Okay then. Now Ari's on you. Okay, uh, comedians. Daiki, Kanechika, Dai Okabe, and Tayu Shoinji. Got an anime saw makeover makeover for NTV's the top of film the top of file television show on Thursday. In the Toba Kobana Nuzo no Jintai Mystery Special, the comedians appear as anime boy illustrations animated in CG. This is due to the fact their segment cannot be filmed in person due to social distancing measures necessitated by COVID. The comedians use motion capture to act out their characters' movements. However, the tech did not go 100% smoothly. As are reported times, their movements were jerky or their faces froze together. And people were responding with things like, you might get stuck looking like that. And the comedians are also big fans of their shoujo anime boy illustrations. Mm. Uh, remi- well, the way it describes it, it's they used rotoscope to uh, make these versions of themselves, right? Because that's that's yes. what that is—just tracing people on camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it also reminds me of uh, the Angry Asian Murder Hornets movie that came out recently. Where uh, segments of it had to be filmed in each individual actor's home by the actors themselves because of the uh, social distancing measures. Mm. And it just made the movie an incomprehensible mess. Yikes. But this looks a lot more fun, though. I mean, to me, it would add to the comical effect depending on what, like, the pacing is like and what actually happened i'll have to look this up after what the uh, the, the skit i was talking about or the yeah the skit. the skit and the murder hornets i have a few friends who do independent um film and there have been a few like plague era like disclosure 48 I did, I did, uh, 48 hour projects so disclosure i didn't actually see the movie itself i saw a uh dissection of it by the cinema snob I will maybe look that up. 
I'm fairly certain he was driven to madness watching it. He he he, had, he 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 argued that it could be on par with Manos, The Hands of Fate, as a legit worst movie ever contender. So take of that, like you know, do with that bit of information what you will. Fair enough. Now, let's talk about something that's more or less been the high point of a lot of people with going to anime conventions, you know, and so forth. I'm going to act, I'm going to go on on here as if y'all don't know. As you can tell, due to COVID-19, a lot of events have been canceled left and right. Believe you me, the entire Anime Jam Session staff was really looking forward to going to um, ZenkaiCon, but that didn't happen. So, because of these health concerns and the restrictions on social gatherings, a lot of conventions have been canceled. But in some places in this country, states are starting to open up because of their counts. They're like, we can get away with this and that. So, in Florida, where basically it's become the Mad Max of all 50 states, there is a local convention out there called the Orlando Area Toy Collector's Summer Pop-Up Show. And I discovered... Good God, even the name sounds like it's trying too hard. Yeah. And, and I discovered this through various Facebook posts, and the person who... Who covered this? His name is Tom Croom. He runs a couple conventions in Florida, and I, and if I'm not mistaken, his cons are shut down until things get better. So we are watching this through his eyes. What he had to endure, no person should have to. And the amazing Tom decided to go to this toy convention where it was five bucks to get in, and they're handing you a wristband, which is the typical most comic conventions, but nobody's wearing masks, nobody has gloves on, they're just like, here. The traffic is basically, instead of all going in one direction, like water and a pump, it's just all over the place. Inside the dealer's room is what you expect in a normal dealer's where it's just shoulder to shoulder of people buying stuff. And maybe a less than a quarter of the people in this picture are wearing masks. There are there's one dude who is not properly wearing a mask over his beard. Shame on you. There were people handing out flyers. But between you and me, if you are handing out flyers and you do not have any personal protective equipment on, I'm going to take a picture of it and just keep going, even if I choose to do that. It's just... no. You would think that a convention would take some of the protocols like in a store where X amount of people are allowed to come in and out. But no, let's be real. If a convention happens, nobody's going to have the common sense of keeping six feet away. It's going to be neck to neck in the dealer's room, neck to neck getting into the panel's room. They could have alternate seats sitting, alternate seats 
for people to sit down. I guarantee you at least one or two rows will be full. Because nobody cares about social distancing, but they want to get a good seat for the panel. Um, garbage human beings, man. Very. But there's actually no need to say that because this is Florida we're talking about here. I mean, at least they're doing our tests for us. Exactly. And Texas. And I have a couple friends in Texas that are screaming this is not the time to open the state. And the governor of Texas just blamed us poor little millennials for being the ones that are causing all this trouble. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. I'll say this. It's only 10% of y'all that are causing it. It's only 10% of millennials who are bucking back that's making all y'all look bad. And that's, and that's atrocious. I feel like it's mostly the people that just don't wear their masks. That's literally who it is. And that is what I get upset whenever I go out. But I'm happy now because the place that I go get my supplies has finally enforced our mask rule. So... I will wear a mask where needed. Like, it's a place like when you get on any mass transit in New York and New Jersey, you have to wear a mask. The MTA said they will start shaming people who do not wear masks on buses and subways. I'm all about as if people that. on as if normal people in the subway don't do that already. It, it's, it's, an bonus, it's, an, it's an incentive bonus. It needs to happen because, unfortunately, I mean, with all the stuff going on in the world today, uh, I've seen a lot less people wearing masks because they're not being publicly shamed. So, people into being healthy. Yay! I, I, like I said, I am all for that. All right. Now that we got that out the way. And we've made Florida our whipping post, our, our bitch for tonight. We're going to talk about interesting tar articles in Japan, aptly called Meanwhile in Japan. And we all know this is a part of the show y'all like to stick around for anyway, so I appreciate that. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh. It's like a retail worker's dream. All right. <laughs> All right, you know I'm going to take the last article, so y'all can just do whatever. Uh, I'll take the first one, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. All right, Ari, go ahead and kick things off. Uh, let's see. We've got the world's first IKEA convenience store in Harajuku. As much as we love spending a day at IKEA, chowing down on meatballs and browsing through our homewares and flat pack furniture. There's one thing we would change about the Swedish born retail chain in Japan would be their far flung suburban locations. But now they have a new store smack dab in the middle of Tokyo, directly across from Harajuku. And what follows is a video, is an um, image diary of uh, the writer's experience throughout the store. Uh, staff applauded the, to welcome customers into the store as the doors open. And they made their first their way up through the first floor, the four floor complex, and it became clear that the company's first ever urban store is filled with nifty home ideas for small space and urban living, which you know, be very important in Japan. I mean, a four store IKEA doesn't surprise me, given one right by me is two stories. So yeah, like in, in Philly, there's one that's like two or three stories, and it's mm -hmm. like almost the size of a uh, Walmart. There you go. It's big. Uh, let's see. Biggest draws affect this location is home to the world's first IKEA convenience store, and customers can purchase things like 
palm-sized eco-bags, plant-based cut ramen, and organic drinks. But what about I will... Swedish meatballs? Oh, oh, those are a given, obviously. Okay. It's, it's been dubbed Sweden Convenience Store, because of course. Uh, coffee stand, takeout coffee, cinnamon rolls, plant-based ice cream, an Ikea latte, plant-based sundaes. Another, another highlight is the Sweden Cafe, which was exclusive menu items, unable, unavailable at any other Ikea store in Japan. And they got four types of low-alcohol craft beer imported from Andapolo, which is a uh, Swedish brewery. And they have Tunbrod, a Swedish flapper that comes, which, oh god, that looks like uncooked things. Which, I know, sushi, but still. Mm. So yeah, I wasn't sure if, like, I didn't think that Japan didn't, ha- like, didn't have uh, Ikeas, but I didn't think that they did have them. I just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's you, you know, I mean, I think if Ikea really wants to make some money, they should just create Ikea store. It's just a Ikea location that's about the eighth size of the original, and it's just nothing but Swedish food that they sell. I will probably show up with my paycheck and be like, I'll take one of everything. <laughs> that's I've had some meatballs. The... They're okay. I mean, hmm. they're, they're not they're not too special, but it's not like it's not like I got sick from eating it. We're just like, oh, these are disgusting. Oh, I like I cinnamon buns like and the meatballs, but um, I, I know that Harajuku has kind of been gentrified a little bit, and I feel like this is unfortunately kind of one of the parts of it because they've lost a lot of the alternative fashion culture out there due to tourism and things like that. So this might be them working to draw in more tourists but uh we'll see what happens that's the next story and uh we're gonna find out if silence is golden or is chit chat necessary part of running a store um a japanese store stops talking to customers because of the coronavirus and some hope the change is permanent uh, anybody in chat want to give feedback on how they feel when they're approached by a very chatty associate in the store? Uh, you can let me know. There is a reason why in- I walk around when I do my shopping with headphones on. Leave me alone. I do too, and I still get stopped by people, and I'll leave these suckers on. Um, in contrast to many other countries' responses to the coronavirus outbreak, retail stores have largely remained open in Japan throughout the pandemic. That doesn't mean it's been business as usual, though, as many has implemented various countermeasures in hope of preventing transmissions of the virus. For the most part, these are temporary provisions that will be phased out once things get back to the old normal, but Japanese Twitter user Mikuro hopes that one store's coronavirus customer service tweaks this to become a permanent policy. The shop sign reads prevent the spread of infection, your staff will not be actively initiating conversations with shoppers. If you have questions, please ask one of our employees while maintaining a physical distance. We realize that this is an imperfect solution and apologize, but we ask for your understanding in light of current conditions. Please, apparel store workers, 
this be permanent, tweeted at Mikiro, along with the photo after a May shopping trip, and a handful of commenters who'd also like to be left the heck alone while browsing and echoed the sentiment. I get so terrified when they ask, are you looking for something? Seriously, every time I go shopping, I think to myself, I, if I need your help, I'll ask for it. It's a pain in the butt when they come up to you. I think part of the reason people like shopping at Uniqlo is that the staff there doesn't approach you. However, just as many commenters could see the otherwise uh, the other side of the issue, even if they didn't necessarily relish the chit chat itself, um, the the store kind of issued a response. So part of the reason we approach customers is for theft prevention by letting them know we're aware of them. Please understand that it is something we need to do if we have merchandise on display between the exit and the register. There have also been other comments, such as, I used to work in an apparel store. It's not like running a supermarket. You need to develop relationships and repeat business customers. And to do that, it's necessary to talk with them, learn what their needs are, and help guide them towards what they're looking to coordinate their outfits. I'm a formal apparel salesperson, and honestly, the store's sales increase when we talk to customers. It's also an effective way of discouraging shoplifting. A lot of people don't like being approached by salespeople, but then there are also shoppers that get angry if no one offers to help them. And I've been on both sides of this and both been the retail associate and the customer, um, and also a customer who people think is a retail associate. Super fun times. So in the end, it's unlikely that the shop that Mikiro visited, nor many others, will continue with a don't speak unless spoken to policy once the coronavirus situation settles down. So if you prefer to shop in silence, it's probably best to keep the phrase daijobu desu or need any help in mind when out shopping. Makes sense to me. I mean, and I get that whole, you know, deterrent uh, shoplifting because when I worked at um, CVS for a short stint, the manager says, said, kill him with kindness. Then again, I heard that again when I worked at Staples, so I'm like, well, it kind of works. I'm with Talbro, they were doing that whole I've taken a vow of silence thing or just communicating with stern gestures, not necessarily sign language, but <laughs> you, you get the idea of what they're saying just by the way they look at you and like, I, I can't do that without flinging my headphones off. No, I, 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 get, what I get what you're saying. I was going to say, Monka, what do you think about it? Um, having worked retail, I am all for it. <laughs> I've, I've been on both ends of it. I've had my headphones in wanting silence and been asked by fellow customers where things are. I've, I've been a retail associate that has had to actively follow people around and... It was not my cup of tea. I would rather not follow you around. I would rather be doing my stock work and everything like that. But if you are a questionable individual and it's not anything specific, sometimes our managers would just tell us, hey, can you go help this person? Um, so it might be help or it might just be because there's suspicious activity going on. And it's not that you look any certain way. It's not that you are acting any certain way. It might just be the way that you have handled stuff, um, especially because... In the store that I was dealing with, we had a lot of customers that were basically traveling very quickly through airports and stuff like that. And we had a lot of $300 a yard fabric on display. Well, you know, if you've got a small child and you're sitting his dirty diaper on top of this $300 yard silk, that's a problem. <laughs> 
And we would routinely have that because cultures are different in different places. And so that was acceptable to some people who have, you know, they live in a different world where they can afford these fabrics and they can afford tons of yards of this fabric. Well, if their kid's sitting on it, they don't care because they can just afford it. Um, as opposed to me where it's like, why? Um, but definitely, um, I think since it's a loss prevention thing, it's not going to go away. Yeah. It might just, they may just knock it down a few notches though. Maybe a little bit. All right, Mako-chan, you're up. Okie dokie. So everybody likes getting gifts and it's always nice to get a gift, but it's a little weird to be getting a gift when it's somebody else's birthday. So to enjoy their 36th birthday, uh, Uniqlo is actually doing a birthday Thanksgiving event. As part of the celebrations, they are giving customers a present for visiting the store. Um, this went on until uh, June 14th that certain stores across Japan were giving away local confectionaries with limited edition packaging mm -hmm. so for example um some of the fans in tokyo of the store brands got to enjoy the famous tokyo banana which is banana shaped sponge cake with a banana cream filling so good so good like like, like, I, it's no it's friggin it's better than a twinkie and if you can get Tokyo Banana Kit Kats, I'm so sorry to interrupt, Mako. They are my favorite. Send them to me and then keep some for yourself. But send them to me first. That's the most important part. I just have... So, um, the big thing with this is that they're actually usually used as souvenirs and uh, either sent back to locals elsewhere or what have you. Um, and uh, they basically say that true fans will notice that the packaging is a little bit different um, so that uh, it's unique for the 36th anniversary. So all of the prefectures are represented in the birthday celebrations. Um, uh, Castella Cake is from uh, Nagasaki, Sokasembe from Saitama Prefecture, and Okiyama Kibi Dango. Uh, for some of the others. Uh, the store in Oita is offering the famous Xavier uh, Zabaru. It's a thick cake-like sweet filled with white bean paste. Um, and again, they're usually used as souvenirs. Um, and I'm pretty damn sure that I've gotten this from Japan from somebody. Um, and they were pretty good. Uh, so they're not available at the online store. And then obviously uh, the store celebration is going on until June 26th. But a lot of these are already sold out. So obviously, you know, it's going to be difficult to get these if you are still looking for them. But yummy, yummy. If you can't get the Uniqlo version, though, and you have a chance to try anything that's Tokyo banana, if you like banana, it's kind of like the banana Laffy Taffy, unfortunately, where it's kind of an artificially banana flavor. But if you don't mind that, like if you're OK with that, it's you love it, um, especially the white chocolate Kit Kats. They're my absolute favorite. And Japan has a lot of weird 
traditions with Kit Kats. So uh, definitely do your research. But um, it's super great. And there are love, I love Japanese Kit Kats. They're just so good. And they have a cheesecake one that you actually torch. And it. I, if you don't know Kit Kat culture, research it. Do you got you got time? I know you got time. <laughs> But, but if you can, I'm sure that you can find alternatives if you have a Stella or a Lottie near you or an H-Mart. Um, in a lot of the Asian grocery stores, they do carry these dango and these kind of white bean cakes or white bean filled breads. So if you've never had them before, try them. Japanese snacks are delicious. Ichigo, one question. Mm. In regards to those, those Kit Kats, are you having a moment do you need some private time? <laughs> you know, I, they they were the one thing that I wish I had gotten more of because you can only get them at the airport usually unless you go to Tokyo Bananas store. Um, they do sometimes sell them at train stations and stuff like that, but they're not the standard. So they are one of those things. Um, Hello Kitty has done work with them. Um, and they're kind of just, they're, they're not really a touristy thing, but you can only find them at hubs, which is one of the reasons that they're kind of considered a, um, like a, a gift. Um, in Japan, there is, uh, for our listeners out there, watchers out there, is like gift giving is a very large, um, I wouldn't say it's like religious, but the, the traditions of gift giving are very much like that. Um, if you're visiting someone, if for a housewarming, for, you know, seeing a new plant, like you take a gift when you go to visit a friend. And it's kind of like in the States, um, for those of us who practice tea time, whenever I have friends come over or something like that, I'll make them cupcakes and we'll have a cup of tea. Well, gift giving is kind of like that in Japan where it's like you take it to honor your friend to even for picnics and stuff like that too. But I could go into that forever. Um, if you're interested in learning anything about that, let me know. I'm happy to talk about that eventually. But yeah. I can go into snacks. I, I love Japanese snacks, so uh, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> I still have some leftover haichus in my nightstand, so I might have to eat up, eat down another one before I fall at a night. But let's get into our last story of the night from Meanwhile in Japan. Um, uh, we talked about this before. A, a Mario... A Mario Kart themed go kart company that was charging for go kart rides. They had to rename because of the trademark infringement, but now they have to raise money to do this. They're crowdfunding to save their business. I the hate reason... to see something like this happen. Yeah. The reason why they're crowdfunding is because their three year battle with with Nintendo over the name Mario Kart, they lost every single time, even with the peels. They have to pay about 50 million yen. That's just wow. But it's not a surprise, though. It's not. And and it sucks, but it's also not a surprise. They're trying to Nintendo raise... can get pretty uh, brutal in defending their trademarks. Yep. They're, they're, they're trying to raise 2 million yen. But as of right now, they only have about a thousand yen. And Ouch. I feel bad for them, you know. 
Um, this is at the time of this article, which was last week. But now I'm looking again. They have about 1,569 yen, which translates to about $15. I, I just feel really bad for them in that aspect because they're doing something cool. But the fact that they, they ripped off a trademark to make so much money, you know. Even the That's the downside of it, yeah. Even with the crowdfunding, netizens have various things to say, such as, it's the inevitable end to anyone who crosses paths with Nintendo's legal department. I think trying to crowdfund from, from Japanese people is their problem. No one wants them to continue doing what they're doing. They leech off of Nintendo's popularity. If they let me throw a banana peel or a turtle shell, I'll kick in. Even if the crowdfunding works, I don't know if it'll be enough. We won't see tourists for a long time. Yeah, the fact that, you know, the COVID-19 shut down tourists all over the world, so everybody is, is bleeding for money, so. Well, and this would be an entertainment thing, especially a tourism entertainment thing. You don't see a lot of native Tokyo folks, Tokyoians, to I don't know what you would say, but you don't find a lot of natives riding things like that or going to the clubs like that because they are tourist traps. That's what they've been made for. Um, and I think at this point for them, it's been kind of a like if they don't make the money on it, it's kind of a well, you know, you tried and it sucks that they 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 felt like they could only get popular and get to where they wanted to by using a brand name that is notoriously known mm -hmm. for cracking down even on fan artists and stuff with the whole like um boo and the crown mm -hmm. fan art and stuff like that like the super crown mm -hmm. um they're notoriously like disney nintendo sony and um there's a few other companies that are just known for DMCA takedowns yep. on anything. Yep, exactly. So, so we're, we're hoping for the best, but I don't see the best really happening. So, now that we got that out of the way, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, we're, Agreed. we're all getting a little tired here. So I'm going to go ahead and just wrap it um, I apologize if you don't see any end credits. I'll be playing around with that after the show. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. What we like and don't like, we're telling you straight up because this is how we do. But if you have any questions about the show, or you have any ideas, or you have some news, tell us. Podcast at AnimeJamSession.com Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com We're here to believe Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com Where you will check out You see our weekly podcast Links to our convention photos uh, Links to our YouTube videos uh, Cosplay tips and tricks Cosplay interviews Convention reviews, anime reviews Editorials, and so much more At AnimeJamSession.com And don't forget you can get our podcast on the go, whether you're on iPhone, Windows, mobile, Android. Just do a search for Anime Jam Session with your favorite podcasting program. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any of those. Search Anime Jam Session. You'll see all 400 plus episodes available from a amazing episodes to some pretty good cringing ones too. And don't forget, you can find us on social media, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. 
follow us on YouTube for our convention co video coverage. Follow us on Twitter so you know when we're going live and we're sharing stuff from our website and Facebook. And follow us on Facebook so you know when we're going live, as well as our convention coverage for photography and so forth, and a couple of bonus videos as well. And we're going to go around the room for last words. Ari. I just want to go to bed and have the rest of this day be over with. <laughs> Marco Chow. Sorry. That's cool. Marco? Yes? Last words. Um, I'm tired and I am so looking forward to actually sleeping. <laughs> I'm gonna play some Dead by Daylight Mobile and uh, get spooky. My last words: pickle juice. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We have a brand new episode coming up next week, and we'll find out if Mako-chan survives the weekend. So that is it. End of list. Uh, I think that's all right. So. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That is it. End of list. See you next week. has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!